This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. All right, right, guys, here we are again. We are back. This is episode what? Uh, 155, maybe? Boy, I don't know if that's right. It's 54, 55. Does that mean the next one is our... Oh, I guess that would be... It might be 154. I don't know. I don't remember what it was last week. I think it is 155. I thought I saw the... Yeah, Yeah, it could be 155. There's a lot of episodes, people. A lot of weeks. A lot of weeks. And here we still are. It's crazy when you think... So it's not really that many, uh, necessarily. But when you start thinking about, like, once a week... For all that time, that that's that's pretty impressive. I feel like this this year specifically has gotten like this year's gotten gone way faster. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like every time we're like, man, we're podcasting again already. Yeah. I mean, it's every week, but just like, <laughs> right, yeah, like, were we just here? Didn't we just do this? Right. Like I Can feel I get like a break, I, guys? I blinked and then I was like, we were podcasting, weren't we? Like, yeah. And I'm not complaining. I mean, 2020 can go by as fast as it needs to. Right. But. but um. Yeah. It's been an action-packed year. We'll say that. Yeah. So uh, we got some some reader some listener mail. Yeah. Uh, emails. Mail. Email. Email. Right? It's mail. It's current. It's the way we correspond these days. Right. Um, with some questions, some topics. We didn't even get email. Those are not even emails. They're not even they're, emails. They're, they're, they're IMs mess- or DMs, depending on what you want to call them. Direct messages or yeah. uh, instant messages. It's, yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, so we're well, past not email. Email. That's yeah. old. I think people don't we're even just, use the word IM anymore. We're just getting DM. Yeah, I think you're right. DMs. I see DM all the time. Yeah, although DM always makes me think it's a it's dungeon like, master, man. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Please send me a dungeon master. I just think it like slide into my DMs. Right. See, that's what like, I think. The crisp stuff. wind blew across <laughs> the plane as you donned your chainmail. <laughs> you and the warrior elf. Okay, wait. Well, quick, quick. Are what you, would you? Who's well, the warrior elf? I don't know. Oh, I bet say, Maya's the warrior elf. You think I'm a warrior elf? I'm like a. I'm Maya was like a little a, happy about that. She'll do you think I'm a warrior? I'm definitely I'll, I'll like a dwarf a or something. You know? No, no. Like, you're a you're a halfling bard. That's probably strumming true. your lute. <laughs> right. That's right. All right. <laughs> As we walk across the plane. <laughs> Chainmail. <laughs> that's a different podcast, guys. That's our uh, Aikido D and D podcast. Role play podcast. So we got messages from people, and they uh, there were some a couple of questions, a couple of like thoughts, stuff they that we thought would be interesting to talk about. So we're gonna do a potpourri today. Potpourri. 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 I'll take potpourri. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, yeah, I'll Alex take Trix. potpourri yeah, for. Yeah. Al Streg passed away. That is a bummer. I know. All it's right. sad. Um. Okay, so we got one from the bear wrestler himself. Whoa. Um, and he was relating a story um he said he said i had a pretty cool aikido in real life experience the other day i was pulling out of the dojo parking lot onto the road and it's pretty fast 40 miles per hour so i had to be quick and as i pulled out behind one car and in front of another i thought that was a cool blending exercise and then i broke it down and realized there is an arimi which is pulling out onto the road a tenkan turning in the direction of travel and some blending you know matching speed and ma'ai adjustment aka like keeping a safe distance between cars i was wondering if you had any other real life real life aikido like situations like this um and then we also actually had a message from another another said uh, the exact like a real similar thing yeah really yeah so so felix auto messaged us 
Um, as you explain it, Aikido seems to me a lot like driving a car, reading the intentions of the other drivers all the time and having to keep all the surroundings in mind and keeping distance to avoid a, a physical crash. And I just thought that was so interesting that we had two people mentioning the same yeah. thing in such a short period of time. I wonder if it's, it's just like seems, it's a coincidence probably. Kismet. But they kismet, call that yeah. kismet. kismet. Yes. It's kismet. I mean, maybe it's that people are not doing as much Aikido right now, so they're finding they're other looking, ways yeah. of yeah. looking for it looking, yeah. in life. And they're starting to drive their cars again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that, that provides the, the only um, uh, difference in the day-to-day right, is right, driving right. a car. <laughs> I never, I had never, I mean, what he's saying is completely uh, on point, I think. Um, but I'd never have thought, I'd never thought of it that way. In a like, car. I, yeah. I I've never thought about thought it like, the Ma'ai. Like, for me, I don't know. Um, it was always like, it stuck out to me in driver's training when they say, you know, leave like a three second right, distance three between second, yeah. the car in front of you and you. Um, and so, like, I find that a lot when I'm driving where like, you know, I leave a, a good gap between me and the car in front of me on the freeway and then someone will pull into that space and I'm like, I didn't leave that space for right, you, that's man. That's not for you. That's right. not for you. That's right. for me to keep my eye, you know? Um, and so, you know, neither here nor there, but I think it's, it's interesting and probably, you know, it's very safety in mind to make sure that you have that space, right? you know? Um, and I've noticed, uh, I've noticed Chris do this a lot when he's driving that like, um, whenever there's a car next to him, he kind of gets uncomfortable because it's like when there's a car driving consistently next to him, it's like, hey, why do you got to drive right next right, to me? Right. You know, you're in my in my right. safety distance. This room I could move to avoid things. Right, right. exactly. That, I, I do, like, I feel those things, uh, you know. Yeah, when someone's next to me, it's like, eh, I'm, I don't want that. Um, too close, too far. I feel it a lot with other people driving, you know, where yes. it's like, why are you so close to this car in front of you? Do you not realize that if they yes. stopped, you would not be able to like, um, yes. so I, I think I feel it, but I'd never really thought about it, and, but it does make sense. You know? I think too, like there is a lot of reading intent when uh-huh. you're driving. Oh yeah. Um, I've noticed this is kind of silly, but like you can read a car's body language. You can. And like, it, it, it's real. Like you can so I learned see this when someone actually, like, seems like they're going to turn, even though they're not blinking. I like, learned this by riding my bike. Uh, and when you ride your bike, you have to watch. You have to watch the car and watch the driver uh, because a lot of times they do weird shit that you're not prepared. Like if if you're not prepared for, they'll turn out in front of you, like various things. And a big percentage of the time, you can tell just as by how a car pulls up to the light or whatever uh-huh. to the stop section, you can tell. Ah, do they know that I'm here? Right. Yes. Like, um and and you have to have that because if you if they don't know that you're there and you don't know that they don't know that you're there that's when the problems begin yeah Yeah, and And so defensive biking so i have experienced that a lot where like it's like oh this guy has no idea i'm there so i have to take a little more time or i have to like put my intent then and sometimes it'll just be yelling like hey 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 do you you know (laughs) yeah um but yeah i so i have experienced that uh not so much in a car and probably because there's like layers between yeah. the the cars that kind of dampen that you know because i don't mm-hmm. have to pay that clear of attention because i have all of this car that's surrounding my bubble is bigger i guess um but with a bike it's very you know yeah you have yeah. less armor too yeah. you know like i was you just gonna say a... it's kind of a good metaphor for aikido because like you are in the lesser position in terms of safety because right. you're 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 not protected by right. a car, I, yeah. and so you have to be really, um, you have to be ahead right. in the sense that right. like watching everything and making sure that you're not going to be at risk. 
Um, my dad was telling a story the other night um, at dinner and was we were talking about like close calls or crashes and stuff that we've witnessed recently. And he was saying that, uh, you know, he rides his bike also a lot. And uh, whenever he's driving, you know, we're riding around on his bike, he, like, like Josh said, he's very aware and very like, you know, paying attention to what people are doing in cars because they'll be stupid and cut him off and yeah. stuff. And he said that he will, you know, yell at people or even like spit on them or something if they're being really rude, um, which I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's maybe not Maya's great. dad's very proud of his Viking heritage. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because he's a very chill guy, like very not like that. Until but except he's on for, his bike. Until he's, he's on his bike. Spitting at people. Right. But he was walking. That comes back on me because then they remember the guy who spit on him, and they I see know. another guy, and they're like, "I'm gonna get this guy." I can't lecture him. You can you can have that conversation with him. It's fine. Um, Some people need to get spit on. It's right. <laughs> I remember one time riding my bike down the street, and this guy came by and just laid on the horn and yelled at me, "Get on the sidewalk like you're supposed to." <laughs> And, and I was just like beside myself, and I was like, "Sir, I am where I'm supposed I'm exactly, to be. This is I am how a vehicle on the road." At least, okay. I mean, so for our listeners oh, who maybe yeah. live in a different country that have different traffic laws, like for us, bikes are supposed, supposed to be, to be on, the road. They're on the road. They're not. It's not. I think that's against the law to be on the most sidewalk. places and dangerous. That, that's the and way. Terrible. It is. Yeah. Right. Um, but he was saying that anyway. so he he's used to being ahead or being aware yeah. while he's riding his bike. But he said recently that he was walking, he was crossing the street right next to uh, the school that he works at. And um, he was walking in the crosswalk across the street and it was 6 a.m. really early. And a lady was just zooming and, and paused to stop. He thought she saw him. And then she started driving again and she hit him and he like jumped and like slapped the hood of the car and like didn't fall, but like kept walking and the lady just like drove away. And it was just like, like he misread her intention right. and also misread in terms of how unaware she was, right. you know? And that's like, to me, like interesting talking about like the, you know, thinking about the like sen sen no sen, sen no sen, go no sen, you know, like in that situation he misread and he got hit and had to react, you know? But, like, it's that same kind of, like, uh, we're constantly interpreting other people's body language mm-hmm. on the road and trying to mitigate those things from happening. And usually people don't hit each other right. or hit people walking because at least one of the two parties is looking out. Well, you know? I think a lot of, there is also a lot of, like, uh, unconscious things that are, I think, happening. Uh-huh. Because I think... You know, a lot of, of uh, you could tell a lot by the way that a car is moving. If, yes. You know, before a car is going to either lane, you can kind of tell they're Which getting they're ready to, right. to, to get. Right. Because they'll start like driving. Right. Right. The, right. And so I think unconsciously we can pick up on those things and kind of figure that out sometimes. Right. Once, once you've done it a lot. And that's why, you know, little kids just learn to drive, get in accidents all the time because they haven't figured all that stuff out yet. Right. So they're like doing a lot of. So, um. But yeah, you you definitely have to. Can, you can't if you're paying attention, you'll see that stuff pop up. A and lot. the more yeah. there is to read, the the more you can do that. And that's why right. you know just talking to a person or seeing a person move. There's so many cues. Right. Um, and if we have that, which is Kokyu and Aikido, if we have that ability, then we can generally stay out of bad situations. It's interesting though. Um, so <laughs> when I when I ride with Chris and he's driving, um, I I feel like. It makes me nervous because he'll like um, drive very aggressively, but never like he, you know, you're a safe driver, but like, excellent driver. Right. But you're also a very like, like um, intense, aggressive driver, you know, that you stop very close up or you, you know, change lanes at the last minute or do stuff that makes me nervous because that's not how I would do it. 
Um, but it works. And you had, were telling me this the other day. Well, it works because like I'm a safe driver and I, you know, I, you, you say I drive like a pizza driver because he drove. Yeah. For <laughs> I drove pizzas for a long time. I never had any accidents. Right. But that's and a, I was never late. <laughs> but I think that's a, that's a perfect example of like, um, you know, you either deal with the problem early, which is that you you stay away from it completely, or you can deal with it later as long as you have those skills to really be able to think, like turn on a dime, think really quickly, like handle the problem as it happens. And I think that's pushing the problem closer to the last minute. You know what I mean? Right. right. So the close, yeah. And I mean that makes sense. So the closer you right. are to the actual thing. The, the 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 higher skill level you have to, to deal to, with the problem. To deal with the problem, even yes. if you're ahead. And it seems awesome when you see someone doing it because you're like, oh wow, that's really skillful that you were able to keep this bad thing from happening. You know, like you wish you were or something. Like, wow, looks like he never made any mistakes. Right. But it's not that you didn't make mistakes; they were just micro, micro, and you can't perceive them because he's making up for those problems so quickly right in the in the moment yeah yeah so i think it's interesting that they bring that up because i think there's a lot in there yeah you know i mean I, and honestly you know so the ben was asking for other examples and it's like any time you're in a relationship and your goal is not to dominate or your goal is anything anytime that your goal is accord right like mm-hmm. we both want to exist in the same place in relationship together and everything be cool you're going to follow those rules of aikido and that's not because Aikido governs the universe. It's because the universe is governed by those rules, and the people right, right. who did Aikido were smart enough to put right. them together into collection and go like, "Hey, yeah." Rather than Aikido dictating the universe, it's right. that Aikido tapped into something that's just <clears throat> that's right. True. It's just, a, a just the way it is. Truth, right. Yeah. And that's it. Doesn't matter what you look at. You know, like you'll see these same kind of things. You know, if you study uh, John Boyd, the famous fighter pilot, and and the OODA loop, right? So. Um, the OODA loop is is a, another kind of way of looking at Kokimasubi Owase's Shin, which is how Aikido processes stuff, you know. And so, and that that you know that's a big concept that for lots of military people, like, oh man, this is a great way to look at things, and it's because it's just the way the world plays out. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking on that, uh, maybe this is a good segue because uh, the other uh, Felix Otto, yeah, was asking actually about Kokimasubi Owase's Shin. Yeah, he um, says, could you please explain your concept of Kokyu Masubi Owase Zanshin in one episode? I think you mean it as a flow, as an, engage- as an engagement happens, but how? But would you mind uh, elaborating? So, And I think what you were talking about is uh, maybe a little, a little bit in line with kind of how we use it in terms of at least like training purposes for training for physical confrontations. Right, right, right. But I think that's right is like what the idea that I get when we're talking about Aiki is this like ability that allows you to deal with uh, a relationship, like negotiating a relationship right. is maybe how I would say Aiki now, you know, right. as a, as like a larger concept. And then more specifically for physical conflict, there's these certain steps that you go through, but it's all the same, it's all the same stuff, you know, your ability to handle yourself, your ability to, you know, uh, connect to the other person. And, you know, that's the the connection between the two of you. Um, the ability to adapt and then to follow through on that, you know, mm-hmm. or and, and or yeah, and re- reset to yourself, you know, right, or be present. I guess is mm-hmm. the, you know, and the and the I think the key is to always be to always have that, and it, and I think it is. It's a loop, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, with the zanchen or the the that last piece sort of resetting you back to the beginning of um, of the thing that you're doing. I think that's really important that Zanshen too, 
Sorry, guys. I had coffee, so I'm just I'm yeah, zoomy. <laughs> talking a lot. <laughs> Apologize. Stop me if it's too much. No, no, you're doing great. Um, Someone's got to do it. Yeah, I I ordered coffee and I didn't think about it being decaf, and then I had a bunch, and then now I'm like, oh my god. Um, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> then my heart's just like. That's no joke. It's a problem. Um, but uh, I was thinking with Zanshan, you know, like that is, I think. Uh, an underappreciated part of our of our concept of Aiki because it's what keeps you grounded. You know what I mean? Like it, it's what keeps you from like flying off into craziness in in an interaction when you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know because it's what returns you, like you said, to your kokyu and like reassessing the, the new situation that you've created after the moment before. And like I feel like if you don't do that, then you can get in these situations like if you're in an argument with a friend or something where you're not stopping and rechecking and going okay where are we now okay what is my goal now right. what am i trying to communicate to my friend how i'm feeling am i trying to make her feel bad am i trying to you know um listen to her like what is my next thing that i'm doing and if you don't recheck in with yourself constantly it's like you can kind of spin what started as like a nice discussion or a discussion of your feelings into like an argument and then you're yelling and then it's you know and that's like there's no zanchen there then you're just like going ah you know i think the zanchen what's interesting about it is because it's a loop if you're doing it correctly it doesn't exist like you won't see it you can't notice it and you only will notice it in in its absence you yeah, know, I think and you're so right. if you're watching like uh, Giowaza a lot of times, or, or even just techniques of people doing stuff, if they have great zanshin, um, it will look like one thing start to right. end. For however long it lasts. For however long it lasts. An hour, like whatever. It would just look <laughs> An like. Hour I mean, it would be crazy, yeah. But, <laughs> but you, you would. What, but what you'll see probably is moments, and it could be seconds or less, where um, the, it just, the light dims. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back, mm-hmm. you know. And and this is what you see a lot of times in uh, in beginners um, and people who haven't really gotten in touch with this yet is, um, you know, lights on, it's bright, it's going, light dims. Lights bright, it's on, it's going, light dims. Lights bright, you know. And that's that thing where it's like uh, it's one, one, one. The the interactions, like if you're right. doing geowaza, and you want to curve that, you want to curve that out so it becomes just a, a single thing instead of a series of things but you can only do that and and you can only do that if you have zone shen but you can only see if you're you can only see if you're not doing it. you right. know what i'm saying right. so yeah. it's a weird kind of thing um because the only way to truly see like see if it's there is by testing whether it's not if if it's not there if that makes sense you know so right I feel like you can see that lack of zanshin when you watch performers of some kind. And you can tell if, like, you know, if it's a band or something, you know, in between songs. Like, it's like some bands, like, just they keep it rolling. Like, right, keep right. that energy rolling. And you always feel like they're like, all right, next thing, you know. But, like, and this is completely understandable. Also, like, you can detect in other times where, like, a band will, you know, their song finishes and they go, yeah. Right. You know, the, the right. energy kind of right. dies. Right. right. They, they, you know, kind of reset and then, okay, next song, here we go, right. you know? And it's, um, it's very palpable when they, you can see someone kind of like, like you said, that light dim yeah. for a second. Or I saw. Thinking about something else. I remember seeing a guy and this was exactly the thing and he was performing, he was doing a song and it was like, um, anytime the instrumental hit, it was just, you could like physically see and it wasn't a, 
I'm not sure there was a, a, a change that was noticeable necessarily to anyone, like a big fit. But you could tell uh, his mind just was shut off. Then huh. when it came back on, he was ready and he was seen, he was alive, and it was. And then the minute that that phrasing stopped, then it just sort of went back, you know. And it was just the weirdest thing, and it was totally that, you know. It was yeah. it was totally zone, that zonshin of of like not being able to reset, you know. Yeah, zonshin's super tricky, I think, because um, in English we don't have an adequate word for it. Um, so uh, I've heard zonshin. Um, referred to as follow through, which I think is correct about it. Um, and, and when I first started grasping the concept of, of, uh, Kokyu, uh, I was thinking about it from the terms of an archer. Uh, and so when an archer releases the arrow, they still say, stay focused on the target, right? Mm-hmm. So like an archer doesn't let go of the arrow and then boop, boop, do whatever, you know, and uh, you can, you can go out, you can scientifically prove why that's important, right? Because like until the arrow is completely gone, if you have any other actions, then you might interfere with the flight of the arrow, right? Sure. So yeah. even though you've let go of it, you might have some micro actions if you're not still completely attached to the target. Right. It's like that, uh, like a runner running through the, the finish line. Exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a first baseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same right. kind of thing. Yeah. And so like, you know, by, by giving complete effort the entire time until certainly it's over – um, is is beneficial to the practice. And you can look at that scientifically. And you, you could also look at it like as a, um, uh, I don't know what to call this, like a like a psychological exercise or a, you know emotional thing where it's like you, you're really giving the space for that to be actually done. And so when you let go of it, you can truly let go of it because you were there in the whole moment that it was through. And so that was the first way I thought of Zanshin. And then um, I had heard a translation of Zanshin that was mindfulness. And at first when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird translation because I would call kokyu mindfulness and I wouldn't call zanshin mindfulness. But the more I kind of thought about it, it's like zanshin literally means like um, uh, remaining mind. Uh, shin means like heart and uh, like conscious and unconscious mind mixed together and then uh, in some kind of combination. And and zan is like what's left. And so like zanshin means, you know, the remaining mind, the mind that's left, the mind that's still at- attached kind of. That's not exactly the right words but in english it's hard um but so so that's what zanshin means and so mindfulness kind of means that because it's like when i walk into a room if i'm mindful i'm still paying attention to the room Mm -hmm. i'm not just in the room and then i turn off right Mm -hmm. and so mindfulness means i'm continuing to pay attention to what's going on around me and that continuance of attention is the zanshin it's the remaining mind the mind stays engaged you know and so i think that's why you guys describing like when you can actually tell Zanshin is only when it's absent because if Zanshin's perfect, it just looks like they're in the moment. And I would describe that as kokyu. They're just, they have kokyu. And so that's what it looks like to us. But when they, um, when the moment's over and they continue to have it, you can recognize Zanshin in that. Right. 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 And when they, the the moment's still going on, but they've disconnected from it, you can recognize that. And so the only times you really recognize is either when the moment stopped or the Zanshin stopped. stopped. Um, You can't recognize Zanshin in the moment because it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like being there, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So, like in a, you know, so if in a like kendo situation, you know, uh, the the guy strikes and he hits the shot. The moment's over, but he's still there, and you yeah, can see present. very clearly that he has that. Um, but you see it because the moment has stopped, right? And if the moment continued on, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't notice it. because right. he would be a de- yeah. That's right. Yeah. This is kind of weird, but like I kind of feel like Zanshin is like Kokyu's quiet twin or something. 
You know what I mean? Or like re- relative of some kind. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like a side of, of coke so, or You know what I mean? Like related so very in- intensely. This is off the beaten path. Um, so like what I'm saying is not like uh, canon for Japanese thoughts about this stuff. But this is how I interpret it. So I really believe kokyu is the expression of being correct. Right. So like that's something that, okay. that Z, Gen Z's use now. Like be correct. Come correct. Come you know, correct. Like, it's correct. Like to be correct. OK. I haven't heard that. Oh, you haven't heard that? No, I come, feel like how have you guys heard that? Correct. I what is that? I mean, yeah, it means like yeah, be just, correct. Yeah, be, be, be right. Be, be right. for the moment. Be, be huh. in the appropriate state. Y'all have been on TikTok, haven't you? Yeah, I don't know. Where um, <laughs> anyways, but but correct, but to be yeah. correct, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and so and so that correctness could come in lots of different ways. And if we look at like, you know, some of the shins, like the, the kokoros from from Japanese, like thought about this kind of stuff. So you have Zanshin, which is the reminding mind. You have Shoshin, which is the beginner's mind. Uh, you have uh, Fudoshin, which is the will power like um the unmovable immovable mind um uh, mushin. mushin uh which is um the uh like mind like water kokoro no mizu like uh, the the reflective mind the mind that uh passively takes everything in and is flow, flow state is yeah flow state yeah flow state that's how we translate it um so so those are real commonly used and if you look at those to me all of those are examples of koku uh kokyu right right so mm-hmm. like because they are to be correct for whatever it is. Because sometimes you have to just have will to drive through something. Right. Sometimes, sometimes you need right. to reflect on things. Sometimes you need to be mindful. Sometimes you need to see things in new ways, you know. So all of those things to me are, are kokyu. And so when you say zanshin, you're really just saying enable yourself to be correct again. Uh-huh. Right, right, huh. right, right, right. And so that zanshin and kokyu as we use it in the, in the, in that loop are, are really the same thing. Right, They're interchangeable, right. yeah. you know. Because huh. it's the – yeah, it's the it's – the, like I want to say, it's the reset, and it is the reset for the moment. If you're looking at it, or a, if you're looking at a series of moments that you're able to pull. If out you of, identified of a time, single moment, right? Um, but I see what you're saying. You yeah, yeah. You right. Know, so yeah, but because the whole thing could also be a moment. Right. You know, if we had right. a an exchange that lasted six moments, right? Then we could look at each individual moment, or we could say the whole thing was one exchange. Right. So that was a moment. Right. You right. know, like. This is this is the like uh, spirals within spirals right, or whatever yeah, right. you know. And then yeah. Um. So. And then the other two are whatever. <laughs> no, I was gonna say <laughs> though. Masubi Iwase, whatever. No, like um, <laughs> thinking about Kokyu as like being cor- correct, correct for so like Kokyu, I think of like being correct inside, like setting yourself correctly for the moment. Would Awase then be the correct action for the moment, like making the correct blend with you know what i mean like it's the the active version of what is inside of you right so so understand the cycle starts with kokyu because you have to continue to have kokyu the entire time right. so it's not you know it's not like a step one two three four right. in the sense that i do step one mm-hmm. then it's over and right. then i do step two and then it's over it's they, step they one build. plus one and two plus one, one two, two and three, three plus one two three, three and four, and four. Yeah. right um and so so yes that is correct but it, the 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 wase is actually the physical action and it is correct by virtue of the kokyu that preceded it and the masubi right. and the that masubi, preceded right. that because you have to ha- and i think that's yeah. a good point what you're saying is like they they build because there's no way for you to, to have a wase without kokyu and masubi right um and that zanshin is what lets us know that it has never right, stopped right. it and, is always and one. there's no way to have masubi if you don't have kokyu that's you know? exactly right and in right. in in a build yeah right and yeah. there's no way to have kokyu if there's not zanshin that's right <laughs> so right it's like that's the the building loop 
Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to think about it. This was an interesting little question. I'm glad that uh, it yeah. got brought up because real quick, because I mean, we we hit them in a scattered pattern, which might be hard for people to pick up. But you know, there's colque, which is um, to be correct, to be. Um, I say calm, ready, and I say in English we we say like take a breath take when a we breath, want yeah. someone to relax and be ready and be receptive and and expressive at the same time. So you know, take a breath. Um, so that's colque. Then masubi, which um, in Japanese means a knot to to make a connection, and so that is to make an energetic connection, right? To try and understand their mind and what they want, and your mind and what you want, and how those two meet. And then um, uh, awase, which is to physically blend with something. And awase is the kanji of I. So when you see Aikido, you're seeing awase, awase kido, right? But awase is just another reading of that kanji. But it means to fit together, to fit perfectly together. And then uh, zanshin is to uh, have a remaining mind, which basically just puts you back in the loop to start koki, musubi, awase, and zanshin all over again. So like musubi is like recognizing the state of the relationship. Yes. And then that's what informs you with uh, alongside your own correctness to to take the right step. Yes. The right make the right move. Yes. To to further. But I think it's the the proper way to look at it is like without being correct in yourself, there's no yes. way for you to even get to that right. second that's right. step. So yeah. it's like it, it's not that that it, those both things inform, although they do, but it's like. You know, you have it like you have to have that first thing to even be able to get to that second. Right. You have to be aware of what you want and where you're at. That's correct. In order to even understand what our that relationship there's something, is, and it's it's the the stupid lady in the car, right? <laughs> like, if she has no coke, mm-hmm. there's no way she's gonna make any sort of connection to your dad. Right. Right. And that's why she didn't. That's why she had no clue that he was there and she hit him. It's because she had no connect, but she couldn't because obviously she had no coke. Right. 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 Got it. And then she had no coke, no masubi. And then the wase had to be made by your dad. Right. Who who luckily had enough coke and I mean, you know, to be able to do something. Right. And we would call his particular reaction probably Gonosen because oh, he yeah. got hit for sure. <laughs> but he was able to not fall over right, right. and he didn't, be yeah, okay, right, mitigate right, right. what when happened. You, when you talk about those timings, you know, I think it's important to understand that Aikido's off of that chart. Like right. good Aikido's off of that chart. It's none of those. And it could use any of those, but it's not related to the – like it's hard mm. to say because – it, you know, I use a headedness as one of our main strategies, right? But by a headedness, I mean way ahead, right? Like like really good Aikido is like, like looking way into the future and being like, oh, to be a good person, I need to do these right, things right. and this will, you know, like, and so like it's way off that chart. But so when you break it down, like he's at the last possible, possible moment that you could have yes. any kind of Aikido, which is Gono Sin, you know? It like, reminds me of that. I don't know if we've discussed the story before, <clears throat> but the three brothers Japanese story. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, where it's like one brother, uh, basically the dad sets a trap by putting a vase over the doorway and then calls them in and the vase is supposed to fall on them. And the fir- the, the first brother um, only sees as the vase is falling and cuts it down with his sword. Second one, um, I think, catches it. He catches it. And then the first one notices it before he even comes in the door. Like, oh, something's not right. And then manages to... He replaces yeah. it before Takes it off very nicely. Right. Yeah. And so it's like it's showing those... De- and to me, the the, the, the Ike one is the, the last one, which is like recognizing the situation. Doesn't even get into the bad situation where the vase is falling. 
and is able to get ahead before that. Yeah, I think Ike uh, lives in his own house and is his own teacher, and his dad wouldn't call him over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Maybe, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, and that's why I think it's really hard to understand when people say, like, you know, what Osensei said about, you know, when they asked him, is Aikido Gonosen? And he got upset, and he said, no, Aikido's not Sen Sen no Sen, not Sen no Sen or Gonosen. It's none of those things, because yeah. he's saying that it is the essence of what is, you know, and, like, right. now we're into some real, you know, metaphysically ground but but you know it is what is and so like if you are true with that you're not even you can't even say you're ahead anymore you just are you are with everything you know yeah yeah i think about this a lot now we've mentioned this before where like my reflexes are getting better so when i knock something over i'm generally able to catch it but that's still it would be better if i never knocked something over in the first place yeah exactly right exactly right and so me having to react and catch is still behind right it's cool. It's a nice, it's a fun thing to have. Neat little party trick, but, you know. <laughs> Neat little party trick. I mean, it's saving a lot of situations, but. Right. But it's, it's a different like, skill right, set, right, for right. sure. Uh, awesome. It, it, I think that's, we, we think killed we that it. one. That yeah. was good. I'm glad, they, I'm glad they asked about that. That's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. Um, I think it's a real interesting, uh, like, way to start thinking about things and you know like uh i've mentioned john boyd's OODA loop which is um observe orient decide act and that's like used in the military a lot and it's gone out to fortune 500 companies and lots of other people use it now but that's kind of another way to look at it and like kokimusubi wase zanchin have, have very close parallels to that to those things, and yeah. i think it really depends on what way you're looking at things and i believe that aikido is looking at things from a more receptive state right. and the OODA loop is looking at things more from an active state and so like the OODA loop is all about like what did I observe? How do I orient to that? Meaning, how do I understand what it is and what I am? And that also would be Masubi. Then how do I decide what's the best thing to do? And then how do I act upon that? And the the idea of that is to overcome something with your OODA loop. Right, right. In Aikido, it is, you know, how do I know what's going on? How do I understand that thing? How do I be receptive to it? How do I blend with that thing happening? I mean, right. right. And so that's different than deciding and acting kind of, right. you know. Right, yeah, They're yeah. similar, very similar, but... Interesting. Yeah. How do I fit with it as compared right. to uh, how can I move around or push through it? Right, or, right. Yeah. They're, they're yin and yang. To me, the OODA yeah. loop and, and Koki Musubi Wase Zanshin are uh, uh, like right next to each other. And I think anytime you're in a relationship that you're wanting to use the the Aikido way, the, the blending way, because it's like, well, if I care. Some people are. Right. Well, if I care at all about this relationship, then I don't want to just push through and be right or you know do what's best for me but what's best for us you know and it requires a lot more um of understanding of the relationship and blending so that we can both find resolution right you know um okay let's go to another question um let's see here this is from the same yes yeah this these are so the the question from uh the Koki Musubi Awase Zanshin was also Felix Otto he sent us quite a few questions and they're they're all really great so um, let's go to another let's one here. Let's field another one. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to find the beginning of this question here. Um, in one episode, you said that you are uh, you are or could always be armed. I'm German, so I live, thank God, in a country with very strict laws for wearing weapons. And I was asking myself what weapons you are wearing and mm. second, what could be used in my country as heavy sticks and broken lead pipes are rare in a city. <laughs> um, so he said, perhaps you can make an episode about real and improvised weapons. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that you know, probably is its own episode, but this we could totally talk about is its own it. episode. Like, I, mean, I mean, yeah, right now, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, what he said, I think, is very astute, which is, um, uh, you know, 
broken pipes and, and sticks are not common in the city. And so he's describing his situation. And he's saying, you know, people think, oh, you're going to pick up a pipe, but I don't see pipes laying around. And so then my first thing is, you know, when you're trying to figure out improvised weapons, um, you should ask what things are common right, where right, I right, am. Right. You know, if you're in a rural place, at least in rural America, garden hoses are all over the place, right? right? A garden hose can make a ferocious weapon, right? right. Um, shovels, mops, rakes, these things are all commonly about in places where people take care of things, yeah. you know? So if you're in a school or if you're in a, any kind of government building or anything like that, I guarantee there are some mops and things around. Fire extinguishers. Fire extinguishers, at least in the United States, are everywhere, and I bet in Germany they're everywhere too um, because they're how we put out fires that are dangerous in buildings. Yeah, so, there's, you have to have them. Yeah, and you're in rural America. A fire extinguisher is awesome, and if you have not had the opportunity to play with a fire extinguisher, I'd recommend doing They're it. fun! Yeah, and also the, a lot of shocking things will happen, right? So that stuff's hard to breathe in, for example. It makes a giant, giant cloud, like, you know, so there's lots of ways to use a fire extinguisher. So, so you know, besides me just, like, listing off common things, which we could do all day, but start looking at things in the environments you're in regularly. And 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 if you allow yourself to look at things with new eyes, and we were talking about the, the Kokoros before, Shoshin, which is the beginner's mind, look, walk into a, a room and just start to look at what's actually there, right? So like, you know, every every place has got a lamp. You yeah. smash some over the head a with the lamp, lamp. That's a really table, powerful, a right? A chair. Exactly uh, right. A trash can lid. Uh, you know, yeah. Right. And so, and so, you know, like some of those might not seem like weapons, quote unquote. And, you know, they're not when we talk about like high-end weapons, but those are things that will give you an advantage. And so basically all weapons do one of two things. And ideally they do both of these things in, in great proportion. And that is they give you reach and they give you um, power. So they, they multiply the amount of power you can put into something and they give you reach. Now, as a third that uh, most weapons also will do is they will give you um, some kind of... Uh, Attrition is sometimes what I say, but, but it's like, group. yeah, they, they give you the ability to receive yes. more than you would normally right, get, right. right? So you can use that to kind of block yourself too. And, and you know, if you smash your hand into uh, someone's face, your hand will break. If you smash a rock that you're holding into someone's face, the rock won't break. Right. You know, you just keep smashing it all day, right? And that's, that's a ridiculous example, but <clears throat> you get the idea. And so like the, the two main things you're always looking for is reach and power. And then the third thing is it gives you some kind of protection, some kind of inherent protection. So if you start looking at the world that way, you will see that there are things around you all the time that can be used. And then the question you have to ask is, how trained am I to use that thing? And so, you know, training with sticks is kind of an awesome practice because sticks, like a lever of some sort, they're all they're over. Everywhere. And so Even once if you, it's not a stick. That's right. It's a shovel yeah. or it's a whatever, right? So you can, you can use it in that way. And so maybe play with things around, you know, how good would a trash can lid be? Would it yeah. work good? You know, yeah. could I pick up a trash can and throw it at someone? How far could I throw a trash can? You know, I'm not saying walk into a building and, and start throwing <laughs> right, trash right, right, cans. Right. But what I'm saying is like <laughs> play with those objects when you get opportunities to, and that will increase your odds. And, and the quicker you are to, to assess a weapon and get to a weapon, then the, the quicker you are to have a weapon. Right. So, and I, I don't it, think necessarily, um, you know, so I carry a pocket knife, uh, well, I carry several different, I carry two knives usually, but um, <clears throat> all the time. I don't necessarily think I need it, you know? Uh, sure. And in fact, I got in a conversation today. Uh, my brother was uh, going out walking and uh, he came back into the house. He was at my parents and told my dad, oh, I forgot to grab my knife when I'm out. I'd like to have it on me or whatever. But my dad was like, 
here you need to carry this walking stick you know um (laughs) and i was like that is the correct thing to say because it's like uh if you were worried about your protection i know and some people think oh a knife i'd like to have a knife but it's like truthfully if you're looking at uh, protection in the things that you just talked about a walking stick is going to be way more effective in a in in one way less effective in the in the other way but um than a knife and it's certainly going to be easier for you to use right that's true, um, so it's and also you're not going to look like a weirdo walking around with a, a walking stick uh you know especially if you're like um anyway so yeah I, yeah like when you, when you talk about carrying weapons then again it kind of becomes you know what what do you think and you know i've carried a myriad of different things um uh, i've carried tasers i've carried whoa we got a is the guy doing the lawn um, yeah maybe Anyways, but I've carried all kinds of things, you know, just about everything you can carry. I've carried at one time or another. Um, And then, you know, assessing like how reasonable would this weapon be to use. And, and, you know, when you're thinking about carrying a weapon, you have to understand that if you used it, then afterwards you're going to have to explain to someone why you used it. And I think that's the fear for a lot of people that live in countries with strict stricter yeah, laws yeah, you know and and i think you know the first thing you should do is assess how worth it would it be would you rather uh defend yourself and go to jail for that or would you rather not defend yourself and die right so i mean that's yeah. i mean just, just a simple question yeah i'm not yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not you know everyone draws their own lines where they want to draw their own lines but but what i'm saying is like you know you have to decide you know is this a situation where i need a gun and if i used a gun that would be okay and it's illegal in my country and so i'd go to jail but i would rather that than whatever the the other side of that is you know and so and that's just the way you're always looking at weapons you know and so to me it's like i want to carry stuff that if i if i was in front of my peers i could explain and they would probably understand where i'm coming from you know that's why for me and this is maybe getting a little bit off topic but I, i i think about the concept of me having having concealed carry you know Mm -hmm. if i would ever do that Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's a little bit unnecessary in my life Mm -hmm. just because the places that i go are places where i feel like like you know maybe there's always a possibility of something happening but it's reasonable that things probably wouldn't happen and if it did and like it it would be strange for me to have a what like i feel like it would be people my jury of my peers would go why were you concealed carrying and you know, Walmart. Or, I, I don't, I don't, you know yeah, what I, mean? I understand what you're saying, but that's not, I mean, so look, if you go through the, the, the process of, of getting a permit to legally carry a firearm, you train with the firearm and you use the firearm and, and you have the firearm on you and some wacko situation happens, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty easy explanation. I'm worried about wacko situations happening. And look, I was right in this situation. <laughs> yeah, and true. I'm a, a legal member of society who went through all the proper hoops right, to, right. to buy the firearm and to get permitted. And right. and so that's why I use the weapon. So to me, that's what, what I'm talking about is like, you know, I carry brass, say I carry brass, brass knuckles, knuckles, right? right. Or, and then or a and switchblade some guy comes, right, exactly right. Chain. And they're like, hey, <laughs> like, dude, why were you carrying brass knuckles? That's not legal in the first right, place. Yeah. Why were you using that? And I'm like, look, it's a crazy situation. Then people are likely to go, are you looking yeah. for crazy situations? So why are you carrying <laughs> why brass? Right. Where knuckles. are you out in the world? Why are you carrying knuckles? Knuckles? Right, 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 right. So you know, my ninja star belt ninja buckle stars, and right, my, right. you know, like that stuff's all ridiculous. And so that's different than like I carry a pocket knife. Why do you carry a pocket knife, sir? Because I need to open boxes well, and packages, and I do that all the time. And and I have it there to use. And I happen to get attacked in this situation. You know, like yeah. I've been attacked in the past, and so I am worried about these kinds of situations. You know, um, I think yeah, I th- I think it's uh, important to think about too, because I think a lot of people when they think about situations that might happen. Um, they don't, they, they think about like, what if I'm on a walk at night and I'm not near a fire extinguisher in a house or a broom or, you know, something that they could easily grab onto. And like thinking about like improvised weapons that 
that are things that you carry that aren't necessarily weapons. So like it's not a knife or a, like a flashlight, which could be considered kind of a weapon. Flashlight's you know, a, pepper a thing. Spray. Just take your flashlight. Right, which I do carry. Yeah. I have a yeah, I carry my flashlight constantly. and a knife, uh, a pocket knife. But I don't know. I think about a lot like going on walks and this little water bottle that I have here. It's metal and when it's full of oh, water, yeah, it's surprisingly heavy yeah. and it's got a nice like thick handle on it that's like a rope, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. I think about like, I can swing the fuck out of this, yep. you know? And yep. It's not like I'm going to beat someone with it, like, I don't think, but it's like it would be enough to give me a moment to of get the fuck distance out. Yeah. And, and time to yep. maybe whack somebody and get the heck out of there, you right. know? Right, And so, like, thinking about that, too, is like... Stuff that you have all the time that... Right, yeah. that's an improvised weapon, and no right. one would look at a water bottle and go, you meant to bludgeon that guy to death, you right. know? Like, right. Well, clearly I didn't. It's a water bottle. I'm on a walk. I want right. to drink right. water, right. you know? And, and you know, the, the thing with that is, like, um, also don't don't think of insane stuff, you know? Like, oh, I'm going to uh, roll up this newspaper because I saw it in a right. Jason it's Bourne movie, right. and yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to shiv this guy with, with it, right? You know, like, um, and I'm not saying that's not possible. What I'm saying is you need to train with it. And so, you know, people are like, oh, I put my keys between my knuckles, and it's like, uh, I don't think as much damage is going to happen as you think is going to happen. Gonna happen. And so train with it and see how much damage you can do. Hand is what's gonna right, happen. and and definitely don't bend your car key so you right, can't right, drive the right. fuck away because driving the fuck away is a way better idea than any of that, you know. Yeah, I saw. Um, people are always asking the same questions on the self defense Reddit, but uh, one person asked. What's the best self-defense tool? Oh. And I yeah. liked that they used the word tool because then someone answered running shoes. Right. Yeah. And that, and that probably, had the yeah. most upvotes. And I just loved that because it was just like, it's well. called I your mean, mind. That's... It's your fucking <laughs> best self-defense tool. Your fucking eyes and your ears. I'm cussing a lot. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> this guy, this potty mouth, who let him on this episode? <laughs> Um, your eyes, your ears, your, yeah. you know, your senses, being aware. like that. But I think be... that's important to think about improvise weapons or, or weapons of any kind not as i'm going to if someone attacks me i'm going to beat them senseless into the ground until they stop attack like that can't really be the mentality especially with improvised weapons like you might not be able to beat someone with something but it might give you a moment right to right. run yeah, away yeah, or right. to escape or right. call for help or yeah and i'd also like to mention you know just picking up shit and throwing it yeah, whatever yeah, it is yeah it doesn't matter what it is but throw things at people and that is much likely to slow them down also generally you know and and we're assuming you're in the right here like you, someone shouldn't be attacking you throwing stuff at people makes other people look and go, and go like, like why is that guy throwing right. so what's happening <laughs> over there you know yeah um so so throwing stuff's great and you know look at um i love to watch videos well i shouldn't say i love it but i like to watch videos from the dominican republic and they have these these machete fights that break out because there's these cane cutters that's what they do for a living they're walking around with these machetes and so they get in these sword fights essentially but wh- how they always get broken up is people start throwing those stupid plastic white chairs right. like that's that's how people it breaks start, up right, right. yeah because no one wants to run in there and grab that guy with the machete that's a bad idea but they don't want those guys killing each other with machetes so they, just so they throw those plastic throwing. chairs right and the plastic chairs break up lots of fights yeah, it's yeah. great so there you go plastic chairs there's your answer yeah yeah that's no joke I All hope right. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hope that. Where are we at in our time here? Oh, we? we're 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 pretty much done. Oh, we're forty six okay. minutes awesome. here. Oh yeah. Um. Cool. But uh, yeah, yeah we'll, so we we'll probably revisit a couple of these. Felix yeah. shot us a bunch of ideas. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope that. Hope I those think were... the you know we could do we could definitely do a whole podcast on the on on weapons, uh, and we could definitely probably do a whole podcast on Koki Mitsubishi Wesley's on Shin really breaking it down. But I feel like these it was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good uh, starter. For people, right, so right. absolutely, yeah, and it's fun to to do an episode where it's like, uh, we switch yeah. a little bit, yeah. and keep it, keep the, it light, the potpourri, keep it fun. the potpourri, for as it, they call yeah. it. All right, let's go ahead and thank our 
Potpourri always reminds me of like 1990s little satchels, little uh-huh. like uh, yeah, 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 these little like, gross stuff yeah. in there. You have no idea how much of that my mom had. Oh my god! Like, I'd find like a little find them in your sock drawer and uh-huh. shit. Yeah. Ugh. And, it's and so, now it's... you probably could find one in my sock drawer if you went and looked because <laughs> I inherited always, that. Uh, just some, yeah. Well, I just for me for me potpourri is is uh, it's Jeopardy. I know uh-huh. it's actually not Jeopardy. It's it. I mean, it's Jeopardy, but it's like the Weird Al. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, like you know, <laughs> for some reason it's like you know his uh, I lost on Jeopardy. Oh, I haven't heard that baby. one. Maybe anyway, and then there's a part where he's like, I'll take potpourri for it. like, but, and I think it's because that's the first time I ever experienced like what potpourri was like the the term, and then later someone was like, oh, this is what it looks like, and I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> why are they singing about that? What's, <laughs> why, why is that on Jeopardy? All the time? Yeah, why is it potpourri for five? I'm like, what? Anyway, all right. Let's thank our patrons. Let's do that. All right. So um, thank you so much to all of our patrons for making it possible for us to continue to do this podcast for almost three years now. So we really appreciate you guys. Um, thank you so much to Felix Otto, Nick Bullman, Brad V, Yarrow Crazy for Spiders, Madrona, <laughs> The Hatchet Man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Wrestler Aldrich. Yeah, thanks for the question thank also. Uh, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael He, Okan Ayrton, Marcin Chis, Randy, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Floor Hanowick, Hillary Jones, Konstantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Jim Sullivan, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. We have a lot of Did uh, Spider Lover wow. change his name again? No, it was the same as last oh, week. Okay. Spider That's lover. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> spider, didn't it? Spider something. something Yarrow spider. crazy for spiders and crazy for spiders. Yarrow crazy for spiders. Madrona. Oh, Madrona. See, I thought it was different. I think last time it was like crazy for spiders. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I love that. But he's I got dig a, it. I wonder if he's a, a spider farmer. He's got a, a Spider-Man logo as his um, profile picture. That'd be great so. if he was a There's spider. these guys uh, in Fresno that like um, they they uh, breed black widows. What? Yeah. And they put them in orchards oh, yeah. because the black widows will take out other invasive, yeah, so other bugs that bugs. bother right, the right, trees. And right. the black widows don't bother the trees. Huh. And then they go collect them after. Like, oh, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, it's wild, man. It's so wild. like they, they play some little music. So I would know if there was out. a story. Uh, so a friend of mine, her mom used to work at this uh, for an uh, agriculture guy, owned a ranch. Um, and they would have black widows out in the fields all the time, and uh, they didn't like it because uh, a lot of times they would get on the bunches, and if you sell the bunch, you send those over to China or, oh, or Japan, they get the black widows. They get the black widows. It's like they uh, immediately send them back, or you don't get your money for them, whatever. So uh, he was like, "We gotta, well, I'll pay you." And he, it was some, you know, twenty five cents or whatever it was, you know, uh, per black widow, like whatever. And so these guys who um, they're around them all the time, they don't care. They just like would bring like you know twenty black wi- or however many. Uh, and so uh, the guy eventually had to stop doing it because he was just paying out way more than because he figured like oh I'll get a couple a day it won't. But these guys like because they didn't care they were you know dealt with black widows all the time. They just kept catching them and kept awesome. catching them. And so apparently there was like uh, one day my friend goes to the office and there's just this big. A stack of uh, like little boxes, and in each one is a black widow. Because then they caught, they would send them off to some place that you know. Um, and she crazy. said it was just the craziest thing. Where we're like hundreds of black widows in these little cases. Yeah, oh and my black gosh. widows are the uh, the like most terrifying looking. I was just spider, say that like... was like a, a, a pretty big fear of mine as a kid because we have them in Fresno yeah. around. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and so you know you reach your hand in to go turn on the oh, water. Yeah. 
and there's Black yeah. Widow hanging around yeah. there, and that was yeah, and scary. They, they look greasy, you know, because yeah, they're like yeah. oily, and, and that that is really an ominous sign on their belly, you know. So That's, uh... the other day, uh, I was uh, at a friend's house, uh, and there was Black Widow, uh, and it was like dangling down, like from the little uh, ceiling thing, and uh, it was kind of like in in our face or whatever. And I was like, ah, Black Widows, you know, everyone gets freaked out about them, but they're really kind of chill, like, blah, 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 and they don't really move all that. And then the thing, like, zipped up to the ceiling, like, in, you know, no, and I was like, oh my god. They, <laughs> Never mind, I take it back. I, I, in my mind, and in my dreams, they move really quick. But I don't really think, like, in real life, they move that as fast oh, as they are. In oh, my, yes, they but do. But apparently they do. And yes, yeah, they do. I was horrified. I was like, well. They're badass as long as you leave them alone. Yeah, but yeah, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with them but yeah they yeah you could die for i mean not not an adult I think you just get sick but yeah. i don't know I, I as a kid my parents would be like well, you, don't get you could die like yeah. you could definitely lose yeah. some motion in your hands or something but. yeah all right <laughs> we, went <laughs> we went on a tangent <laughs> Thank uh, you, i'm sure everyone's Spider-Man. still listening yeah, yeah right, totally. right. Um, uh tip of the week tip of the week um, start thinking if you haven't before about improvised weapons and where, where and what you might use in different scenarios if you got into a bad situation, especially if you're somewhere like if you're walking or if you're not in like your workplace or your house or places that you are regularly, because generally in those places, you probably have more ideas about stuff you could grab. But in other locations, think about what would, what would I do if I X, do? Y, or Z happened? Uh, I would yeah. say my tip would be uh, if you are training, you're at a place where you can train, um, to really hone in on that Kokyu Masubi Owase Zanshin and see if you can, uh, like, if you can readily understand each moment or each thing as it is happening, if that makes sense. So if, yeah. even if you're doing a form, can you start with Kokyu? Can you feel the Masubi? As the form begins to unfold, can you understand where the Awase is beginning? Once it's done, can you be there with it until it's actually done? Um, and try to pick up those moments where you feel yourself um, where the Zanshin lags. Because yeah. um, that's a really important thing. I, it happens to me all, in fact, today in... in uh, in training i got a little i got clipped on the head i had a mask on but i got clipped on the head and it's because uh i just went to sleep for like <laughs> a couple of seconds and suddenly i got hit and i was like oh that's so good because i totally was and you i thought you were in it i don't he really know, like cracked up after i don't know like, if oh like God. she uh read that and attacked in that moment and i would like to say that's what happened but if not it was still the perfect moment and i just i wasn't i wasn't paying attention so yeah it's, there was none. There was none of any. No of one it. was home. There was none of any of it. There wasn't Koki Masubi Awase. It was just here you go. So. Yeah, we've been doing that um, Renzoku six count kata. I don't know if other schools they do don't. that. It's um, a thing. It's a six count kata done as a partner practice. Yeah, for Joe in never the stops. round. Yeah, right. Round. But basically, you can go until for someone Joe, screws yeah, right, up, right. and so it's perfect for practicing. Zanshin and Koku and everything, you know, all of the, all of the four. Like it's it, to yeah. keep present during that whole thing is difficult and fun. For sure, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it. All right, folks. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> it. We'll talk at you next week. Bye.